Well, hello, friend. Welcome back to my podcast, Voice Notes from Textured. We're on episode 19. Can you believe it? It's gone so quick and I'm absolutely loving it. And I really, really enjoyed recording this episode. So it's all about branding. And as you know, I love business and I love branding. So this is with the creative director of IO Branding, who I've recently worked with. And we talk about the whole process of creating a new brand and how important it is for your business. So if you are a business owner or you're thinking about starting a business, then this episode is for you. And if you have found it useful, then please rate and subscribe to this podcast. I would really appreciate it. And always say hello to me on Instagram, which is at underscore textured underscore. But sit back and enjoy. Well, hello. (laughs) Welcome to Voice Notes from Textured. My name is Simon Mayhew. I'm an interior designer and the founder of Textured, a luxury interior design studio. I had an unconventional route into interior design after building a successful theatre agency in London. I just couldn't ignore my love for interiors, so I'm here to do it all again with Textured. Now, I'm a huge voice noter, and since we're friends now, each episode I'll be sending you a voice note, exploring different elements of interior design and the highs and lows of running a business. So, I'm about to press record. Are you ready? Hello, welcome back to my podcast. We have an exciting episode today. I have been knee deep in new branding on my website, brochures, paperwork coming out up everywhere. Um, And it's all because of this company, IO Branding, who I first discovered on Instagram. And I've probably been annoying them for about five weeks, just before Christmas. And I thought, and I've got loads of interior designer friends, so I thought it'd be a really good idea just to do an episode about branding because not everyone has that natural eye for branding. So we have Olivia Elu. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Well, um, so thanks for coming on today. So just tell us about you, your journey with IO branding. Tell us the whole shebang, you know, what, what made you do IO branding, bit of your experience before, and then yeah. we'll go into it. Perfect. So I'm not kind of the usual, so I'm not technically trained in anything. Um, I never trained in graphic design. I didn't go to uni. I didn't do anything like that. I loved yeah. business. Um, wanted to start a million businesses so I used to have an idea a week and then taught um, yeah. myself how to make websites like oh my god I'm going to make this a success <laughs> so yeah. I need to do it all myself built websites and then just realized oh I can actually do this um and then it just kind of snowballed from there actually and then as it goes you say oh I can make a website any of my families and friends want one um and then it just grew and until it was full-time, took it on full-time and kind of been growing it since. So when did you start it? Last year or the year before? No, so I mean, we've been running for about five years now. Okay. Yeah, a long you... time. <laughs> yeah. I must have I must have read maybe an old post, but um, oh, she's been five years. Okay, amazing. Yeah. And did you feel, so did you feel, because you didn't like train in it, it's actually quite a hot topic at the moment. My partner's going through something at the moment. Do, we're doing a bit of a career change. And there is something about what a, a degree in something can't teach you, and that's life experience and the the I, I call it the I. Yeah. Did you feel did you feel have a bit of imposter syndrome because you didn't have like a, a degree? Or did Usually. you just think I am going to do this? Oh, a hundred percent. Imposter syndrome all over the place. I think 
when I first started, I think I was charging like a hundred pounds for a website that would take me a week to build because right. I didn't know that I could charge yeah. any more than that. And it always I was like, Yeah, I suppose I could make websites, but you know, not properly and things like and you would talk down on yourself. And sometimes I yeah. even kind of not so much anymore, just because I've been doing it so long now, but it, it definitely creeps in. So it's definitely a thing. If you don't have oh, a degree behind you or I've set intentions because the business didn't come around because I sat down one day and said, I'm going to start web designing as a business. It just happened. So yeah. I think because of that, because there was no intention behind it, it was, it was hi, I'm creeping into the space. <laughs> Did anyone uh, do anything? So yeah, imposter syndrome was was huge. But slowly... Because from my experience, when you're, when you're good... When you're good at something, the value, it, we know you're creeping into the space. Once you get one good person, a good client, mm. and then you're good, the recommendations, like for me, for example, like I've already mecha- re- recommended you guys to a few people already. Um, I've come back to you a few times, different things going, can you just do this for me? Because I'm <laughs> like, actually, to be fair, because my documents with you guys were so good, we were actually now changing the whole website because I love the documents so much that the the website didn't really match that so you're yeah. now elevating your website so even though you're creeping in once you're in and you and you do a good job and you have that art you can then bring customers back and then that, that's kind of how you grow so how many of you are how many of you are there in the team uh so we've got myself and karina who are kind of based all the time every day living breathing it um and then we have three other designers who come in depending on the project i think what you find with designers probably like interior designers as well is you have that like sweet spot of what yeah. you're good at and what you're great and where your creativity goes so depending yeah. on the project is when we kind of call on different people um clap- we're growing yeah. this year so actually it was supposed to be this week but next week uh we're interviewing for an in-house designer as well so right. yeah so we're getting there but it's Again, it's—I don't know whether it's imposter syndrome, but I was quite happy being quite small. I was quite happy being a small kind of independent studio and being able to like focus on clients. And I didn't yeah. want—I didn't really ever see it as a huge team in Canary Wharf or anything like that. So, it, I think, but first start out though. Mm. I'm not speaking for you, but you sometimes you might not be able to see what is actually possible when you're in a new. Like, for example, at the moment, with my, with my studio, it's just me. I would love mm. to grow. But actually, if I did take on a humongous hotel project down the line, I'm going to need a much, much larger team. Yeah. So sometimes you might not think, do you know what I mean? That makes no, sense. 100%. Very... But then it's, it, again, it's that thing of being small and just starting. So I, I say I just started, it's been a five-year thing. Um, but it it's always that creeping of, do we hire is that one huge project going to be ongoing? Is it just going to be a one hit wonder where I'm going to be able to pay everyone's wages and then what if I don't get another one? So, you yeah. know, you've, our business was completely bootstrapped as well. We don't have any funding, any investors, anything like that. So everything has come from just hard work, putting like oh, money to the business and getting sure. there and paying bills. <laughs> I, I, I've been a business owner all my life since I stopped. So I was a dancer, I think, as if you know, but... When I stopped dancing, I, I, I've always had my own business, so I admire mm. anyone who has their own business because it, it is a slog. Oh, um, I think all the time. Why do I do this? Different <laughs> emotions. Um, so within our branding, mm. what what is it you cover? Just tell everyone kind of what what is it specifically you cover? 
So at. now, as I branding as it stands, um, so we specifically work with the property, hospitality, and travel industry. So we've yeah. not named that as a collective of spaces. So we work with anyone that owns a space. So something that we can brand, a space that we can tell a story. So whether you work within the property industry, not necessarily a developer, not necessarily an estate agent, anyone in and around property, what's the tell us your travel is where we work. Wow, okay. Amazing. Yeah. So I've got a question from Tara, who is actually a friend of mine, interior designer. And what what makes branding effective? Is it consistency? Is it good visuals? Is it a personable tone? Do you want to be a corporate? What makes branding effective? What it's all down to your brand. I think that that's where everyone gets confused. They think branding, oh, I need a website and I need a logo and I need a pattern or a letterhead. That's, yes, that's the design element of your brand, but your brand is so much more. It's a personality. It's your mission statement. It's the problem that you can fix and the customers that you want to help. So anything consistent in terms of getting that correct. So looking yeah. at your touch points and designing your touch points touch points to kind of throughout your customer journey every time you're going to interact with them or getting your whether it's going to be something personal and based on you and making sure that you are out there all the time and you're telling people why what is your why what is your story what what is your business you're not just an interior designer like everyone else you have a specific niche a specific target and a specific why it's understanding that and getting that out there as much as possible but I think it's really difficult, and I always have. I sort of internally laugh when someone asks me this question. Is when someone says, "What makes you different?" I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> you go, um. it's a really that is quite a hard question to answer. Mm -hmm. When, especially in my field, interior design, a lot of people, if we would offer, there are interior designers that I absolutely love. Mm. If you put in a room together, our styles are probably quite similar. Yeah. It's then quite hard to say, and we're all quite fun people. Yeah. It's really hard to say, why are you different? Yeah. Without and it or without slagging everyone else yeah. off. Because <laughs> they're terrible and I'm not. There you go. <laughs> really hard to find... Mm what your branding is so if i was going to come to you yeah let's say someone's listening now and they're an interior designer or they're an estate agent or something and they yeah. absolutely have no idea what they're wanting and they come to you and say look we need a new brand we have no idea what we're doing what walk us through like the big right at the beginning journey what, mm -hmm. how do you find out what their brand identity is like what, what makes them different yeah. yeah, we we put people through quite a long almost test, which um, it's not, but it's yes. your initial brand questionnaire. And we delve really deep into those questions. And a lot of people actually quite struggle with it because I think that they've never been asked that. They've kind of started their business and, yeah, this is what I'm going to do without thinking about the back players of what makes you different and who your customer yeah. is. So it's breaking that down. So we tried to break down who is your perfect customer and that's not always the person that's on paper as being the best customer or the people that have the most money. It's who do you enjoy working with? Who can you benefit most? Who can I, I listen to one of your podcasts where you're like, yeah, I'm not a children person for <laughs> my interior design. That's not me. And that's absolutely fine. So if, yeah. you're, if your customer and who you want to work with is working professionals that live a city life that love like sexy design and things like that then that's your customer and that's who you can serve best 
you don't have to pretend that you're great at doing kid stuff. So it's I'm understanding that. You say that like I I I don't like. I'm not a fan of children. However. <laughs> yeah. It's not, they're not my thing. Yeah, However, generally, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I actually did a, a concept for a nursery mm. and because I am so creative in my mind yeah. and when I'm younger, you know, I, because I am so creative, I actually do like the idea of designing a, ch- a child's bedroom or a nursery because mm. you can be so creative. Could you do it actually, every day though? Not every day. <laughs> Like project came up, I'd probably I would I would like to do it, but I understand what you mean. Like mm-hmm. I I own I'm not, yeah. and there might be kind of out there that's a bit more mumsy and a bit more family friendly. I'm not really family friendly. It's not really my vibe, but mm-hmm. there are elements to it that I, I do want to do and try and and, and explore if I it's got that. Fine, but that is yeah. also really fine. And that is understanding your brand. And that's something that we try to understand is who can you help the best? Like, where is your skills best used? What can you go every time I can hit that 100% and I can do that amazingly? Exactly. Yeah. It's like us, we're web designers. At the end of the day, I could do a, a website for a beauty salon and this and that. We decided to niche in property because I love property and I love anything creative in terms of design, hospitality, travel, something that makes you feel something. So yeah. that's where we niche down, and those are the people that we like to to help. But right at the beginning, so what what's mm. what? It's an example of the question you might ask someone to understand what their brand is, or trying to get across what their brand is. What sort of questions would you ask at the beginning? So one of the most important is the steps of your business. So from the point of someone contacting you, in your mind, how would you ideally like that to go? Not is how it's going at the moment. It's how would you ideally like it to go? How many conversations do you want to have those over the phone? If you want to have them over the phone, why is it? Because it's a personality thing and you want to get across your personality. Do you want to do face-to-face meetups? All the way through to your service, your delivery, to checking out at the end, to keeping in touch with them. How does that all go? Because then once we understand that, we then understand again a, a little bit more about your brand, whether it's if it's all about you as a business owner, then finding your part of your brand. If it could be to this person, that person, and this person, then we look at your service. So it's just being able to go through your customer, your journey, your customer journey, and also where you're trying to get to in a few years. What do you want to be known for? What do you want? Where do you want to be? Adding those okay. all together. And and do you ask do you ask the the client potentially like what colors they like and what what influ- any influences yeah how how do you get an idea for like the style of the actual branding they like do they, do they give you like some concepts or mood boards or how how do you get how do you get a more of a visual idea of what what they like Pinterest all the way <laughs> if you're not on Pinterest <laughs> I like Pinterest but I just feel like it's so full of advertisements and so really? full of I, I I find Pinterest hard sometimes. Do you know what? So it's it's really interesting. So we, we ask the kind of back end about your business. And then we also ask in terms of the visual identity, anything that you like. We look at kind of competitors, people outside of your business. Have you just stumbled across a website that you like? A lot of people like Apple or something like that. It's not their business, but they like how they feel on the website. Yeah. But if we ask two specific questions, for instance, we've asked before, do you prefer harsh lines or do you prefer soft curves within branding? You can go soft curves all the way. <laughs> but if I show you a picture of harsh lines, 
then a lot of the time, like, oh, that's actually quite nice. And I like that. So right. we try to stay away from really specific, pick a color and tell us what you like. We say what you might like to do. Otherwise, what's the point in you? Uh, <laughs> otherwise, there's no point in you if someone's telling you. I mean, to be fair, I was quite, I was quite like that though, but I, mm. I was quite, I was so clear in my head what I wanted. Yeah. It's I quite hard. Not when a someone... lot of people are though. And what's really right. interesting. So we, one of our things that again makes us different is we go through that initial research and concept stage in such detail so we we have a conversation we do um a questionnaire we then put a mood board together based on that questionnaire and then we then dissect that because what can be on the questionnaire when it's in front of you visually you might go actually i don't really like that so then we can try and change it around then we take the final concept and then we build two other concepts out of it. So then you still have something to compare. So it's really in depth because I think just yeah. asking, do you like red is such a broad question Yeah. compared yeah. to being able to delve in also just to see it visually in front of you. When you sent me my concepts back, mm. I can't remember what it was. It was maybe the front code brochure or something. I quite yeah. like, you get yeah, like three different examples that I quite like and you can gravitate towards one of them. Exactly. And um, so that was really, really good. Okay. So in your opinion, like, so how crucial mm. is, um, I mean, it's quite obvious, isn't it? It's, of course it's crucial. It's what? <laughs> Again, it is. Uh, it, it is. Yeah. I think. I'm not I'm mentioning no names. I'm yeah. not, I'm not slagging anybody off, but since I've, so I, I'm on a mission this year to really try and meet new suppliers and um, meet new people i want to try and just really broaden my horizon with what i'm getting out there mm. and some brands and some people i'm meeting are, are giving me their marketing yeah and it's the most uninspiring yeah marketing <laughs> plonked all yeah. these pictures in a book and i'm like oh really because mm. it's not easy to but just the branding some of it and it and actually because I am, because personally I have an eye and I like what I like and I want it to look sexy. I want it to look expensive. And when it's, you can tell when it's just sort of thrown together. You and can it tell does, it's DIY, definitely. It does put you off. It does, mm. it does put you off. So I do, so I guess, yeah, I'm answering my own question really. It is important. Of course it's important. Do you know what, for, um, even to go into that a little bit more in detail, it's important for so many reasons though. It's not just a, you need to do it. It's the difference between charging five hundred pounds for a service and five grand could be the design of your brochure or the design of your proposal. It's everything that is is your website. It's how quickly you want to convert people. It, yeah, there, there's so much to it, and I think price wise, definitely in terms of charge rates. As soon as you, if, with our clients that we've done rebrands for, typically they put their prices way up and don't have. Any, anything said to them. For one, it gives you the confidence to do it. And for two, because people can tell, there you go. And I think it's true. It, it you, is so true. I feel so much more confident with my new brochures that you've sent me because I'm like, yeah. what I was sending out, I was like, I thought that looked good. And I was like, it looks good. Like I did this, I put this, it looks good. And But when you compare it when someone, when you know what you're doing, mm. I'm just going to just remind you of a story I read on LinkedIn today. It was actually really good. It was such a good, I'll send it to you. It was a picture of a white t-shirt. Yeah. And it was like, you can buy this white t-shirt for two pounds from Primark. Yeah. Or wherever. Um, you can buy the same t-shirt, 50 pounds. Yeah. And you can buy this 
t-shirt for two thousand pounds potentially with dior yeah. it's the same, same t-shirt. t-shirt but it's the experience of what Everything. that brand has created and dior do not flinch when, when they're selling I, it to you either <laughs> yeah like i you know i'm partial to a you know designer t-shirt now and again mm. but the I mean, some qualities are amazing and there is a difference, yeah. but some you're like, this oh, feels, <laughs> you're charging what, uh, uh, you know, 700 quid for a t-shirt. Yeah. So yeah, branding is that, I'll, I'm going to send you this article actually, because it was actually a really good, the way they, the way they read it, um, mm. sorry, written it, it was really, really, really good. It's like a paperclip uh, from Tiffany's, I think it's like 400 pounds for a paperclip, but people will still buy it. it it's probably. crazy. It's every, every... Every walk of life, isn't it? It you see yeah. something and then the exact same thing for more money, and it, it's just how it's presented to you. Yeah, and that's kind of what I and and the interior design that I want to do, and the brands that you probably work for in terms of property, mm. there are different levels of estate agents. as well. And if you are aiming, you have to look a certain way. It has to look, you know, in in a certain yeah. You're giving off what you want back. So yeah, I completely really I completely agree. So with like the sort of challenges, mm-hmm. what common challenges you you encounter um i mean you can use me if you want to as an example but what are, the, what are the challenges you encounter when you work with people when you do send concepts up have you have any difficulties like because obviously it is quite hard people can't articulate sometimes yeah i think that that, that is our only challenge i think i think well two challenges is for one right at the start um when we send over our questionnaire and a lot of people will answer it with one word answers and things like that. And that's just oh, more of a conversation God. that we need to have. I think because yeah. as I said, a lot of people haven't thought that deeply about it, um, yeah. which is fine. Once we get into it and once we kind of explain, then that's fine. And then the other challenges, two challenges actually, of, of, of added, we can keep going, taking things from your mind and putting them down. So a lot of people will say, I know, since I'm a new one, um, I know what I think I want it to look like, but I'm not going to know until you put it in front of me. So that's always fun. Yeah, Luckily, really we've got quite hard. a good success rate, though, of putting it over and it usually hits the mark. So that's good. Yeah, I, I mean, this is my experience. Yeah. I know from friends' experience who do branding and they've sent me things with my eye. I feel like I am a very, very visual person, mm-hmm. but sometimes I can't articulate what sexy is no and i think you and everybody else i think it it is really really hard to do and and that's why we as i say our process is so in-depth in terms of trying to put as many visuals in front of you as possible because trying to explain it is so much harder than just saying do you know what i prefer that than that it's so much easier when it's in front of you it's really hard no it's really hard is also one of our one of our issues i think so you can really like something and you can think yes i want it a black and white brand but monochrome in it to look really edgy and really classy and then you look at somebody else's and it was colorful you're like oh actually do theirs look better than mine so that that's the thing and i think again once once we get you really really honed down on your brand and your why and the reason why we're doing things that starts to go away i think even with your website i think you started with a black website like a black background because you think that's what kind of looks cool and sexy and really nice until we take the back away and then we go white and minimal and then you're like oh actually i really like the clean it's probably from something that you've seen before so 
Yeah. It's probably it's also it's also too much choice. Yeah. Yeah. When there's too much choice. And I had that with my clients, my speech, they're like, why why do you want an interior designer? Mm-hmm. And it's because they got so overwhelmed with what's out there. They don't it's it you need just a bit of guidance, which is kind of what I do and what you do. You sort of guide, you know, and and, and calm me down and we get to a place. <laughs> um now I I have to say I'm I am obsessed with AI at the moment. I find it such a tool. Yeah. Um for someone who can't I'm not I can I can write and I can read and I can put a nice email together <laughs> yeah. and I you know I can do it. however when I do run that through chat GBT and mm. um, it does add it just elevates something a writing actually I am learning from it because I'm sort of picking up things and how to write an email but visually yeah it's a worrying time isn't it for designers and for anyone who creates anything mm. what what are your sort of like thoughts worries about AI in terms of what it could do to branding and I, d- I don't think I'm worried anymore I think you get that slight panic of oh god is that going to take my job um but it was the same when Fiverr came around and you think that people are doing logos for literally a Fiverr but I'm asking you to spend x y and z so it the worry then goes because I think we remember why we're here uh, and the same with AI. So I can tell AI, I want a purple logo and I want it to say this and I want it to say that, but they're not getting to the reason why. So 100% in six months time, you're going to change it because you don't like it because it doesn't actually say what you want it to the say. Personal, the, yeah. the personal touch definitely isn't isn't there with AI. I think it depends on, because I use Fiverr, uh, what did I use Fiverr for? Something oh, ages ago. <laughs> Really yeah. quick, really quick thing, and it was cheap. Yeah. Oh, it was like um podcast. Oh, okay. Banner. There you go. I love it. I love my podcast banner. You better like it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I really like it, and I think it was it was relatively quite cheap. Yeah. And I I was lucky because he had there was a lot of examples, and obviously I was very clear mm. with the colors I wanted and everything. So it, luckily, I feel you had like your brand was- set. I think and that's a difference if you if things like that are really easy to do when you have your brand guidelines you know your color scheme you have your brand yeah. Yeah. replicating yeah. that into a different asset is is quite easy to do but it's when you're going to go to there are website builders that you can go to to use ai when you're asking something to build a website for, that doesn't understand your customer or your your brand yeah. it's quite difficult however ai yeah. used correctly is amazing caveat can all um content writers stop using ai please that's a thing um only because i think everyone's loving it at the moment and don't get me wrong i think it's such a powerful tool we use it in so many different ways especially in like administration productivity ways but i think when we come to creative there's nothing better than a human touch it's the same with when you're typing emails i know that it's chat gpt without you even telling me I, i can see it from a mile off sent me a chat gpt email before <laughs> there's you there's there's loads of ways and i think that when when everything's the same and everything is being written by chat gpt and and all all of our websites are i can notice it and i think now more than ever people are actually craving authenticity and especially yeah, when your face is at the front of your brand put some authenticity back into it it doesn't all have to be the chat gpt uh, yeah, yeah exactly I I, I am intrigued to find out where it would go, where it's going to go. Yeah. Well, d- take over the world, I, <laughs> maybe. Wait, 
when I first used it, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. It oh, is, it's so, when you first use it, mm-hmm. you're like, wow. Um, okay, so with your design uh, website considerations, like what makes a good website? Like on the homepage, for example, yeah. I had this conversation with friends before. Like, What do you want to see on the homepage? What, what is a good homepage? It's completely different depending on your industry. Um, what is a good rule of thumb is what makes you different, your work yeah. or your space, and giving people an insight into that journey. So whether yeah. it's a journey working with you as a service provider, whether it's a journey if you are a hotel, uh, having an image or having a video going through the hotel, you want to be able to bring people in any kind yeah. of animation, any kind of UI or your UX so that people can have a good journey and a good people's attention spans these days are ridiculously short <laughs> and we blame yeah. TikTok for it. But because mm-hmm. of that, we need to realize that people scroll very quickly. So they don't have time to read all of the text. So you almost need your whole message to come across in in different segments across your website from your homepage know that no one is going through every single page of your website so and know that they're not going to read every single bit of text so it's just understanding your core elements what you want to get across and putting those in easy to find places yeah i mean we talked about my website i the brief for you was obviously mm-hmm. look at your brochure you made me and i want the same reaction when I first opened my brochure, yeah, I and and it it's not actually that much on there on that front cover, or when you, wow. when you open, but it there is something about it the mm. way it's displayed, and when you go on to the second page, it just did something to me, and I was like, oh, I want that when you go onto my website, I want yeah. that feeling when you go onto the website. Um, so I think yeah, I think that's really really useful because websites again, if you don't know that is. People do try and do it themselves because there are so many platforms out there that you can create on your yeah. own. It's a whole different ball game when you're actually trying to sell and run a business. It's a skill set you have to have. It's not you yeah. just throw up together and hope, depending on what it is. Yeah. If you're selling gla- a plastic bottle of water and that's yeah. all you're doing, fine. Oh, absolutely. But if you're trying to get brand across, I do think you need some kind of... Uh, help for sure i think that you need to remember that it's the whole keep it simple stupid as well is that people get somebody else or get five friends to read your website especially your homepage. even strangers if you have access to strangers if they know what you do who you do it for and how you do it from reading your homepage, then you're on to a winner if someone can read your homepage and they still don't really understand exactly the service you provide then, then we need some things. Yeah. 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 And actually, I would almost probably not even say ask family and friends because they're going to be kind. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I, 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 I want, like, give it to me. Give me yeah. exactly what you're thinking. Don't be nice to me because you know me and you're trying to support me. Yeah. I want to, you're going to support me by giving me your actual, actual friends feedback. Friends and family are the worst critics and they're the worst customer. Stay away from them. Yeah, no, it is. It's really, really hard. So, with your collaboration process, so you've chosen the the branding. Yeah. Um, how? What's the end process? How do you? What, what are the final bits? So you've you've sent a few concepts. Yeah. Then shown you a direction that they like. Yeah. And then kind of the next step for you. What What do you do then? 
So as I say, so we go into stage one in terms of the build out. So we build up two two different brands, um, taking one concept and actually people are quite interested in how that can then develop into two separate brands. We then yeah. take that brand and then we build it out. So everything that you can possibly imagine, every touch point and every marketing asset, every brand asset, we want to show you how that would look like so that there's no yeah. kind of, oh, I didn't really think about that when it comes down to it at the end. So we do a whole build out stage. The same with the website with multiple stages. Uh, we have like the wireframing stage one, stage two. Once it all comes together, um, we get the final sign off and kind of go through what okay, what are we using? So what what are your touch points? What do you need? Whether it's social media, how are you getting clients? Then okay, we need a pack for this for your marketing pack. If it's proposals, we need some proposal packs. If it's sign off, we need a sign off pack. And everything that you need throughout your journey with your customer is is what we give you. Okay, and then once you've delivered that, yeah. and then do you go back, like for example, from five years ago, how do you, how do you, do you keep track of it of the branding success? Like, do you, yeah, in do terms you, of reporting, do, yeah, do you get feedback and be like, oh my god, your brand has completely changed what I do? Like, have you got any yeah. examples of how, just like success stories? Yeah, definitely. Like we've done. Uh, a website rebrand that has got like 300% more um, more traction within like the first month. Um, we also wow. do off-plan marketing. So we, we specialize as well in helping properties sell off-plan. Um, we've done, uh, we sold eight out of 14 properties within the first few weeks just from off-plan marketing. And then they hadn't even put a shovel in the ground to actually start the build yet. Wow. And they were already sold. So the powers of marketing if you're going to invest and you want to go into a proper brand it's so worth it and i think that we have to think about what the end result for our clients are whether it's they want to put up their prices or they they need new business or they want to sell their properties off plan there's always a target there's always an end goal so that's we build with that end goal in mind wow that must be quite nice to go back and see what the brands are doing that you first do you, has has your style changed oh, when you first started? If I showed you some of the first websites, they are shocking. I, I would, and I will at some point give money back to anyone that paid me <laughs> back then. When I the, the website I'm getting changed with you now, I've gone on some, I'm really refining what images I'm using. Mm. And I'm like, I really like that image. And that was only five months ago. Now I'm like, what? I don't even like that image yeah, anymore. No. Awful. The worst case study is obviously my website, um, which is getting changed constantly. So it's just, yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things we'll hand that over to somebody else. But look back at the old one and Jesus. Good God. Um, and then future, we talked to kind of a bit, I was trying to word the question, but mm. in terms of like future trends of branding, yeah. like can you put like business cards, like, is that still a thing like do do people really use business cards i know there are sort of things out there where you can tap on your foot i don't have that i I do like a business card however if i go to a trade show or something i do come back with all of these cards i have no idea who's um it's really hard so any sort of like future things or any tips of it's trying to uh, first of all i think with future it's almost like it's like clothing what was cool and what was in then all of a sudden goes out and then all of a sudden comes back in again so you business cards everyone had a business card then no one has a business card and now it's almost quite nice to have one again because you feel like oh, I've got a business card. 
yeah it is quite nice it is a personal touch i do yeah i like i love cards i love giving one out i do they always go oh god it's really nice and it it's exactly. actually in, to your brand right in right right there i think so I re- I... other trends are personal touches personal touches and authenticity is what we're coming through so like email signatures your email signature that we did it's got a picture of you on it it's being able yeah. to show who people are speaking to. Uh, we do like handwritten elements. So whether that's like a signature or a thank you that's actually been handwritten on a piece of paper and then we transfer that to a thank you yeah, or something. It, it, I think it's all the personal elements that are now coming into, into play. So I think for anyone looking at their process, whether it's branding, whether it's business, it's just how many personal interactions or how can I put my personality into the branding a little bit. And that's kind of why I liked you guys, because I didn't feel like you were some like corporate branding company with like 50 star. I just didn't like that. I liked the fact that you were all young entrepreneurs running their own business. I I like that. I like that. That's what I do. I I gravitate towards that. So, yeah, I think the personal touch definitely, definitely helps. And then just to end with. Have you got any sort of advice, just a general advice mm. to Ed out there who hates their branding, hasn't even got much budget potentially because yeah. budgets are tight. Mm-hmm. Um, tips that people could do on their own just to tweak little things that they could maybe work on or without having a full rebrand on something. If budgets are tight, is yeah. there any sort of advice people can take away and work on themselves yeah uh, there's always things that you can work on again i just i'm really hot on the touch points so just go through your touch points and just see if you can work on them you've got free tools out there you have candle which is amazing i think for someone trying to diy it the first thing you want to do is just pick your own brand guidelines pick a color palette which has got four to five colors in save it in canva and then that's it. You don't have to think. There's nothing worse than you're using different shades one day, oh, you're using different oh, art, yeah. and it's all over the place. The same with your fonts. If you go to Canva Pro, they need to pay me by now, but if you go to Canva Pro, you can put it in your brand. So it's really easy to access. You don't have to keep thinking, oh, what's yeah. my font again? Um, and just keep consistency. And I think consistency across everything, across the board, is just going to what is what makes you look more professional, a little bit more together. So start, start there. Because I mean, Canva is obviously, I started using Canva probably five, is it five, six years. It's been out a little while yeah, now, hasn't it? Yeah, and it's a brilliant tool. It, it really is brilliant. It, it, and it's got, I mean, even when I first started using it now, like it is amazing. <laughs> I think I put my brochure together on Canva and I know that you put my finished documents on Canva so I can edit. Yeah. But there is still... You can still tell when it's a Canva document. I mine did look Canva. I think it that your look. first brief to us was "Don't make it look Canva-y. I think yeah. that was literally in your brief. <laughs> you can see, yeah. So yeah. So basically, our advice: if the budget isn't there, then it's yeah. better than nothing. Yeah, and it does. And you can tweak it, and you can spend time. I think Canva's a really good tool to tweak. Yeah. However. If you do want you, if you do want exceptional branding, then it yeah. is definitely to get someone who really know what knows what they're doing. And I'm glad that I did do that, even though when I first did my document, I was like, said to my partner Paul, like, oh my god, look at my new document I just made on my own. Like it's so good. <laughs> I'm a graphic like, designer now. <laughs> I graphic, like, people, like, people sell like you can buy um, like templates. People design like 
for yeah. interior designers there's a lot out there they'll set they'll sell like a, a fee proposal document and i thought oh great i'll get that and i'll change it myself and i'm thinking hang on everyone's gonna have this exactly template. and it's the same so with website like templates as well so if you're really really bootstrapping um then they're still good tools to do. So still, you've got Squarespace templates, Wix templates are really easy to go around as well. If you are considering going to um, going to a design studio, coming to our branding, something similar, it, it's, it doesn't have to be as expensive as you think. I think that a lot of people think, oh my God, I'm going to need thousands and thousands and thousands. We, we can break it down to what you need now, um, what's actually core. We don't just say, well, these are our packages and this is what you have to go for. So it's everything's yeah. bespoke. And we always say you don't have to have a brief just to start the conversation. Yeah. Um, just have a chat with us and then we can actually work out what it is you need and then we can come back to it later or they yeah. can be as small or as big as you need. Amazing. That was a really good chat. I really, really like that. So thank, thanks for on today. me. Let them all follow you and follow our branding What's the website and the Instagram? Yeah, iobranding.co.uk and then on Instagram, io.branding. Amazing. It's so good to talk to you. Thank you so much. No worries. I've got um, website to get back to. I was like, <laughs> I went to see my website. <laughs> uh, we'll launch that soon. But thank you again and uh, I'll see you soon. Well, there you go. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It really means a lot. Now, I know it's a complete faff, but if you could subscribe, rate and review this podcast, it will really help other people find me. You can also say hello to me at my Instagram. That's at underscore textured underscore. Yes, that's a mouthful. And that's textured without the first E. Or get in touch with ideas for future episodes by emailing me at info at textured.studio.